three, four. Facts, fibs, and fairy tales! <laughs> Welcome to Facts, Fibs, and Fairy Tales with your factual fairy, Matt Sweet. We have finally arrived at series three, which is all about first times. My guest today is Miss Evelyn. I didn't even ask before, can I call you Evelyn? Yes, I okay. prefer it. Okay. <laughs> Um, so you can be as anonymous as you like. If you have something to plug, if you want to be like, this is my Instagram, feel free at any time. Like mid-story, just stop and be like, follow me at. Um, I'm bad at that shit, but I'm going to try to be better now. All right. Um, so if you want to learn more or like watch my embarrassing attempts at promotion, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Facts, Fibs, and Fairy Tales. You can email me at factsfibsandfairytales at gmail.com. And on Twitter, apparently, I'm fact fib fairy and i don't really do much there but like you know maybe if you talk to me i'll talk back anything could happen you even have a website i do oh yeah i forgot about that so i have my author website which is thematsweet.com you can find snippets of my book that has never been published but like if you're listening and you want to publish my book i'm down just like email me uh and also there's a blog that i occasionally update about nonsense Anyway, that's me, but we're not here about me, we're here about you. Hi. So, Evelyn, who the fuck are you? Um, I'm a badass bitch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I live in Toronto. I'm happy. I'm an optimist. I'm bubbly. I love that. And I don't do shame. Oh. happiness. I mm. love that. I don't mm. do shame. Yeah. I wish I had that power. Yeah. I'm shameless, but I feel deep shame in my mind but I try to fight I overcome it you know like that's how I try to live my life but it's still definitely there well like most things that don't do shame no sex shame ever oh cute okay on the body on the body (laughs) amazing um so yeah basically I mean we talked about this a little bit we're gonna tell some stories it used to be kind of competitive, but we've entered series three, and we know it's not really a competition. Uh, it never really was. <laughs> Frankly, I think I still have two episodes of series two to record, and I don't know. Maybe we're getting better. Maybe we're getting worse. I'm not really sure, but the format's the same. We're going to flip something. You're going to call it. If you lose, you go second. If you win, you go first. Are you ready for that? I am ready. All right, so we're, this uh, podcast is brought to you by my Burberry... Uh, card case, which I pulled out of my pocket because I didn't have a coin. So you get to pick either Burberry up or Burberry down. What do you pick? Burberry up. Burberry up. Oh my god. Okay, you ready? Ready. Oh, oh. Burberry down. You're going oh, second. Lose. More time to get Shit-faced. wined. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. So um, we're talking about first times and I think you're going to tell me about your first first time, mm-hmm. which is why I saved my first first time story for you. Yay. Um, because I think moving forward in the series, I will be sharing like my first time doing a thing, whatever that thing is. Mm-hmm. I'll have to figure out what that means. Um, but yeah, for you, you get my first first time story. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm intrigued. And I'm kind of going to tell you, it's a bit of a journey. So just like bear with me. Um, so I was, what was I? I was 19 and I had just started university. I'd gotten through the first semester. And I'd come back, and my friend Heather and I, who is an older woman, I was in uh, first year, she was in fourth year. Fourth year? Yeah, fourth year. And uh, she was like the, the head of the residence I lived in. 
But we became friends, we were in the same program, and uh, she would convince me to go out and buy the DVDs of the Queerest Folk show, the American version. Because yeah. um, that's what you do with your student loans. You make frivolous $200 purchases once every two weeks because that's what's important. Let's also date ourselves with $200 on DVDs. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> For those that playing that home game, um, that was how people Netflixed before Netflixed. Uh, <laughs> right, so... Oh, that was embarrassing for me, man. All right, fuck that. Okay, so whatever. We were watching, we were making our way through Queer as Folk, and there was this guy. Um, oh, I've already named Heather. I hope she's okay with that. Hi, Heather. Sorry about that. Um, so this guy, I try to make fake names for people, except obviously for Heather. Um, let's call him Frank. Frank. Because right. <laughs> if you're going to have a first time, fuck a Frank. So, uh, so Frank started appearing at these like shows, right? And, like we would like watch however many episodes a night, mm -hmm. and he would just like hang out with us. And over time, like we started on opposite ends of the couch, and then like slowly moved closer together. It was all very cute. And I'm trying to—I may be having this out of order, and I'm sure if he listens to this, he doesn't. But if he does, he will certainly let me know that I have it wrong, because he has a memory that I do not. And I think there was a point at some, like this was around the time that the Lord of the Rings came out, and, or sorry, the final Lord of the Rings movie came out, and he hadn't seen any of them, so like I arranged this whole like viewing party in the residence for us to watch them together, uh, expecting more people to come, and he was the only one that came to watch the first two, and then we went to the theater to watch the third one together. And I didn't realize it at the time that that was a date, but I think it may ha actually have been. Um, and then shortly thereafter, there was he was in a show at the at the school, and uh, right, I was walking him to like drop him off backstage before he did the show, and there was a moment where he like turned to me, and we stared at each other, and I was like, oh god, um, do you maybe wanna um, go to Franz for some food? And he was like, oh my god, yes. That, I mean, he didn't actually. He was like, yeah, no, that sounds like a great idea because we were virgins playing it cool, you know what I mean? Of course. Uh, so cut to, like, the next day we end up going to, no, it wasn't Franz. What was it? It was the Pickle Barrel. We went to the oh, Pickle Barrel. Oh, that's so barrel. much worse. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm a small town guy, and for me, the Pickle Barrel was special. Okay. Because uh, it was a thing that was only available in Toronto oh. as a restaurant. Um and so I was, she's fancy. She was, she was so fancy, you know? Mm -hmm. And she, she was one of those Toronto restaurants that, like, actually gave out good portions. And that matters to a bitch like me, you know what I mean? Especially at 19. Uh, hello. Mm -hmm. I was a growing girl. Mm -hmm. How was I going to fill out? Anyway, so we go to this dinner, and it's ridiculous. And, like, the whole time I'm, like, panicking and, like, nervous and dumb. And uh, at the end of it, I think right after or right before dessert, there was a moment where I looked at him and I was just like, I'm um, completely um, infatuated with you. <laughs> oh my God. And then like, I like became a puddle of a human being. I don't, I don't know what happened after that. I think he was like, um, I think I might um, like you too. And it was all very awkward and uncomfortable. Anyway, so fast forward, fast forward to, uh, I think it was the opening night of this show that he was in. And at the theater school, normally what happens on an opening party, there's like, you know, the performers all get to the bar early and then the, te the technicians, which is the program I was in, 
they come after they've like struck the thing or done whatever and then they go to the bar but I wasn't on that show that year so I had to go with him for the dancer part of the evening so it was just like me in this room of you know very attractive mostly women all clearly judging me because they know what's up and they're just trying to decide whether I'm good enough for this Frank character or not which is all very horrifying um, anyway, we continue to get tippled, and then we head back to the dorm. And so Frank was an RA, because he was a couple years older than me, on a different floor. And so it was kind of like taboo of us to be having a relationship whatsoever. Um, anyway, and he came back to my tiny little dorm room, whereupon... It, I'll say this about Frank. He, when he wants something, he fucking gets it. So he, I don't even think the door had closed and he was already ripping my clothes off. Like it was just like, we are doing this. That's hot. Honestly, I wasn't mad about it. <laughs> That's real hot though. Yeah. So like we're suddenly naked and our dicks are hard and it's all very exciting. And like, we're just like trying to be like shy about it. Cause like I learned later that he had like rolled around a couple times with someone else, but like never really anything too serious with this guy. And for me, it was literally the first time I'd seen it like for realsies, naked homosexual that was, like, interested in penises with me, so... We made out with men before, or...? Um, I don't... I think it mostly all happened that night. Like, there was, like, cute little kisses, I think, mm -hmm. but maybe not much more than that. Like, it was all very relatively demure, you know, for a 19-year-old mm -hmm. human, I think. Yeah. So, like, we're going to town, and he, like, pushes me down onto that shitty twin bed... We're rolling around, and who knows what time it is. But at some point, I know, like, in our, like, we kind of were, like, wrestling while we, like, made out and, like, touched dicks and stuff. There was a point where we heard a big crack, and we, like, stopped and did that, and we're like, what the fuck? But then we're like, whatever, we're naked, and, like, keep rolling around. It was all really fun and really hot, really heavy. Like, hands are in places, and it's all very, like, overwhelming almost. I want you now. <laughs> yeah, it was very, very, very hungry and very aggressive. But there was a moment where, like, we, re while wrestling, somehow did, like, this twisting motion. And what happened while that, while we did that twisting motion is the mattress, like, shot out from under us. And in those shitty beds, they're only supported by, like, one steel beam across <gasps> the center of it. And so he's on top of me, and I fall on, like, he's on top of me. I'm laying, like, face up on the bed. The mattress flies out from under us. And my body, with his entire weight, like, falls on this bar across the center of the bed. So, like, I become pretty much, like, um, a fortune cookie in shape. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm just like, ah, get up. <laughs> the pain. Yeah, it was pretty painful. Um, I think the adrenaline and the alcohol helped, though, because I'm pretty sure we just, like, kind of, like, put the bed back together and, like, maybe fooled around a little bit more, more but, like, that kind of killed the mood. We realized it was, like, 4 a.m. or whatever horrible time it was. And we just, like, fell asleep at each other's arms, which was really, really sweet. Mm -hmm. Cut to a couple weeks later, we're in his room, which is, like, a suite in the residence because he's, like, a, an RA or a dom. Mm -hmm. So, like, oh, she's fancy. She's moving up. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we're naked. We're getting busy. And, like, I think we tried a couple times to, like, figure condoms out. Um, obviously I'm bad at them, we learned, and, uh, you know, part of the thing is, like, for me, it's just, like, it's such a mind, it's a mind game, because, like, you have to stay aroused, 
but also you're like rolling this rubber thing on your dick, which requires a little bit of focus. And like for me, sex is such a mental game that I'm like, it's difficult for me to split my focus in that way and like, you know, like keep engaged with you while I'm like, yeah, putting this thing on my dick. Why isn't he putting it on your dick? Because that's so much hotter and way more engaging. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's a great question. And I will reach out to Frank immediately following this just to to ask why he didn't have his shit in the game. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, so I feel like we tried a couple times and it just like, it never really quite worked. And the first time I remember my penis like actually entered a human male's body, uh, I'm pretty sure I lasted about three seconds. Like it was like, oh, the head is in. (laughs) And he was like, oh yeah, keep going. And I was like, um, I got bad news. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, girl's worst nightmare. Yeah. Just like, oh, well, we've gone too far. Yeah. So that's, that's the story of my first time is essentially uh, one of disappointment and woe. Um, you know, we learned. And yeah. the best part about Frank, actually, I think, is that he was the kind of guy that, similar to me, tried to take sex not very seriously. Like, mm-hmm. obviously super into it, enjoys sex, mm-hmm. but, like, knows that it's kind of a stupid thing. That Like, we're literally smashing our parts together. Like, it's a dumb idea. <laughs> like, what is good about this? Um, so like, even when I like came after four seconds or three seconds or two seconds or however long it was, um, you know, we just laughed. Like I laughed and then fortunately he laughed. So it wasn't just like this big shame inducing thing for me. It was like, oh yeah, no, like that's what happened was, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the story of my first time. Like we went on to date for at least a year after that, if not a little bit more. Oh wow. Um, we moved in together. It was like a whole thing, but those are that's like a, all a whole bunch of other stories. But uh, yeah, I have a condom follow up question. Yeah, please. Were the condoms from the bucket <laughs> nailed onto the front of the RA door? <laughs> you mean his door? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, good question. I believe so. Yeah. Classy. Because we definitely had that. Because this is before we understood how lube works, and so we had that, you know those shitty, like, ketchup packets of lube? The ones at the the clubs, yes. Yeah, that are just god-awful. Like, it's the worst lube in the universe. Nor is there enough of it. Right? Like, the the little squeeze you get, you're like, oh, this is going to be so nice, and it's gone in a second. You're like, oh, now it's sandpaper. Great. Yeah, so that's what we're using, and, um, yeah, I think, yeah, it was for sure the condoms from his door. Um, and not to like brag or anything and like, but I, I have since learned that my dick performs better with a Magnum condom, uh, which is like, don't get crazy. I don't have a giant penis or anything. I have what has been described as a boyfriend penis. A girthy penis? Well, I mean, I'd like to think it does the job, you know, like it's don't get crazy. Like it's doing fine. It's, Mm -hmm. it's relatively long and it's relatively thick. So like. You can fuck regularly and still be able to walk after. It's sort of like the idea, I think. No, that's a good penis because you <laughs> don't want the donkey. <laughs> like you think you do. No, you don't. And then you get it and you're like, why? Why does anyone want that kind of penis? Exactly. I don't know. Anyway, so that's the story of my first time. That's a lot more tame than I expected. <laughs> <laughs> I Well, you have sort of teased me with your story, so I, mm. I'm, I'm very curious to hear what you've got going on. <laughs> Because I know mine's like ho-hum, other than, you know, a slightly broken spine. That would have hurt. Yeah. That would have hurt. So much. So, my story, I've named my story. We're calling it 
Australian bratwurst. <laughs> Australian bratwurst. Yes, yes. I love that. So I'm 18 years old. I did a gap year in England. Okay. And I'm at the end of this, completely at the end of this. And besides being fingered once in an alley by some British dude in London, I'm like very, very unexperienced. Can we take a moment? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to take a brief sidebar to discuss being fingered in an alley by a British man. Tell yes. me more. Um, I was pretty drunk. Okay. And I had drank some absinthe that night. And <laughs> it was technically a muse because we're in London. And it was even called Evelyn Muse. So oh. it was very poetic. Right. And I remember he had a like stubble going on. And okay. the biggest memory of the whole experience is the fact that the beard burn was so bad the next day that it was actually like three days before it went away. Oh my God. Like it was such <laughs> bad beard burn because we were just like going at it, making out hard in the alley. And he tried, he like tried to get back to my place because I lived in the heart of the city and he right. lived like out in the burbs. But I- You feeling it. No, I'm 18 and living in London. I share a bedroom with three other girls. Good Lord. And I sleep in a bunk bed. So- Yeah, he's not coming back to your place. Ain't happening. Yeah. Not at all. It's not so, really even an option. Yeah, so I just <laughs> go home after that. Huh. Yeah. Now, can I ask just like some mechanical questions? Um, like, were you wearing like a skirt or pants? No, I was wearing pants. Oh, so and, you had to like really get in there. Oh yeah, he worked real hard. Like it would, <laughs> would not have been comfortable for his wrist. If he gets carpal tunnel, I can take partial credit. Right. <laughs> you were the beginning. Exactly. Yeah. Great. You know, I know I don't think a lot about um, the mechanics of a woman getting fingered, but like mm -hmm. if you're in pants, that's... That's pretty tricky. Yeah, it's it would be some maneuvering. Yeah. It would be some maneuvering, yeah. Huh. I know they were like partially pulled down, but like, yeah, They're still pants. Yeah, and yeah. like, I was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, okay, yeah. sorry, I distracted us. Other than oh, being yeah. fingered, you're so, relatively inexperienced. And so the end of my stay in Europe, I do a solo backpacking trip for like 10 days or so. Um, first of all, I'm insanely jealous of your life, but oh, thank you. I get it. And it's the first time I've ever done anything like that alone. Like I moved to England alone, but I've never like, I met friends right away and then I spent the rest of my time there with friends. You and then like adventured. No, not really. Gotcha. And so I'm at the end of this trip and the last stop on my little solo backpack trip is Munich. And okay. like every big city around Europe has like a free walking tour. And I get to Munich before I can check into my hostel. So I get to the hostel and I just give them my bag and they like lock it up for the day so that I can go back later sure. and go to check my room. Yeah. And then I go to this free walking tour and I get to the free walking tour and I meet this dude really, really quickly who I remember he's tall. I remember he's Australian. I remember he just moved to Munich okay. and I think his name is Liam. I think Great. his name is Liam because I remember drunkenly having the thought, oh, it's the same as the guy from Oasis. And I'm 100% sure it wasn't Noel. So <laughs> like, <laughs> gotcha. So I think it's Liam. Okay. <laughs> First of all, I love that that's your reference. It's the guy from Oasis. <laughs> Amazing. It was right. You're perfect, just so you know. Of course. And... Uh, <laughs> together and we go get a couple beers throughout the tour and do beer gardens mm -hmm. and afterwards we go out and we meet a couple of his friends because he'd been living in the city but was trying to get a job mm -hmm. as a tour guide which is why he was on the tour okay yeah All right. things are making more sense yes now. exactly and um, 
all I'd had to eat that day is a bucket of raspberries and like four beer. So okay. I'm feeling good. You're toasted. I'm real toasted. <laughs> and the thing to know about 18-year-old Evelyn, she was not the ravishing creature that you see here today. Oh, okay. She's about 30, 35 pounds heavier than I am now. Okay. I have that awkward haircut between short hair and long hair. <laughs> and like right. the worst style you've ever seen. Like right. no style. You hadn't figured it out yet. Not at all. Gotcha. So... We, we get onto the subway because we're like, we're going to go in opposite directions. But then as we're standing on the subway platform, he asked me, hey, do you want to like come to my place? Like, I have some hash. Do you want to go smoke some hash? And I'm sitting there like, yeah, sure. And I'm pretty drunk. Like, right. I am so drunk that at this point, the two of us are sitting on the metro platform drunk, waiting oh, for the train to get gross. there. Gross. That's so gross. As we sit there, I consciously have the thought, if I go back to this guy's apartment, I'm going to have sex with him. Are you okay with that? Are you okay with having sex with him tonight? Yeah, I'm okay with that. All right, you can do this. So okay. we get on the train and we head out to where he lives, which is probably like the High Park area. Okay, like so equivalent. Like okay. About a 45 minute trip, maybe half hour trip from where we are. Okay. And we get back to his place. His roommates are gone, which is great because awesome. he shared a room with somebody. There are two twin beds in there. Jesus. Yep. And like we get, we smoke a, a hash joint, whatever we call those, mm -hmm. and we get busy with it. Okay. Now, Evelyn, fun fact. <laughs> I'm a nervous shitter. So when yes. new things are happening and things are changing in my life, I don't poo for days. Like the last time I had a new job, I didn't shit for a week. That's wild. Like, and I've been traveling alone for the first time in my life for 10 days at You haven't point. shit in like a month. Oh my God. It's like ridiculous. <laughs> You're backed up. But like, <laughs> I don't even notice it because it's such a mental thing. Like, I'm not aware of the physical discomfort. Really? Not at all. Like, Jesus. If I don't get my daily poo, I am a fucking monster. Oh, regular day-to-day -day life, second to it. Okay. But not when nerves <laughs> get involved. Gotcha. Okay. And so like, your poo we, center is just shut down. Exactly. <laughs> and so like we start going at it, and like I don't remember awkwardness of condoms. I know we used them, okay. and I know he put them on because I had no idea what the, we were doing. Also, yeah, you were basically wearing mittens, like ah. <laughs> exactly. No, I pretended I knew what I was doing. Gotcha. Because like man does not know this was my virginity. Right. And <laughs> we're rolling the dice. Here. We're just rolling the dice with gotcha. it. And like we're going at it, and that's when I become aware of the fact that I'm like. Oh, so having sex makes you feel like you have to shit. It's like, ah. Uh, now I know that that's not true, but it, it, did. it was a After days of not shitting. It was a major thought process in this right. moment. Was like, <laughs> oh my God, there's like, I have to poo. This is weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This kind of feels good, but like, I kind of have to poo. <laughs> yeah, like, which thing do I need more? Pleasure or poo? Exactly. And that's a dangerous threshold to be on. I've is. been on that journey and it's not great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was pleasurable. But I, but like I didn't come. Like it was my sure. first time ever. Like you were too wrapped exactly. up in your brain to even think about coming. I'm exactly. Sure. Yeah. But like we're done and we're lying there, and he like goes through them cuddles, and I'm just like, I have to go home. I have to go to my hostel. <laughs> and we are done immediately. Yes, we are done. And so like he's like, I think the metro's done for the night. I don't think you can get back to the hostel without taking a cab. And I'm like, no, 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 no. There's no way it's closed. It's only one o'clock. It's not closed. Right. And I make him walk me to the subway. Oh it's closed. Yeah, because so he's been there for a minute. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so we go back to his place and I spend the night there. 
And do you poo? No. You hold it in? Oh, there is no way that I can poo in a stranger's house. Oh Nervous shitter. That's not <laughs> possible. <laughs> I feel you. I respect that. As a shy peer and pooper, I understand. Oh, and it continues. The morning happens, and like he's feeling randy. We oh. do it again. And you know what? This time I do come. Oh. This time I do come. So like, I think that's probably really good. Yeah, it was really I don't think good. that happens to most women. I don't think so either. But like, it, well, I know it doesn't happen to most women. I come easily. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right, you've done the research. It turns out. We know what I'm doing. Right. <laughs> Maybe you should teach some women some lessons, you know? Let the, let the girls know. It's all mental for those bitches. Yeah. It's all mental. Gotcha. Yeah. You just gotta release. You just do. But not let the poo. <laughs> Never the poo. <laughs> and so now it's broad daylight. And I have to get dressed to actually go back to my hostel and the whole time the thought process of finding my clothes is is there a skid mark is there a skid oh mark? my god is there a skid mark i find my underwear no he finds my underwear a dangerous there is a skid mark i don't know if he saw it or not <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah and now I like if he picked it up and was like you gotta go <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't say that. He, If he saw it, he was real cool about it. Gotcha. Like, real cool. And now I have the awkwardness of I have to go back to this hostel where I've checked in but never gotten my bag or gone to my bed on the first yeah. night and paid for a night in this hostel. Yeah. So, go back to the hostel and then... To be honest with you, I'm sure that happens there all, all the, the time. time. Yeah. And the clincher to the story is that day I go to a concentration camp and go get my World War II memorial on. What? <laughs> yeah. So you celebrated your first time by going to, to a concentration camp? Yep. That's a weird first time story. I know. Was that like scheduled or was that just like, that's the mood I'm in now? Well, it was something I'm a I, woman. I've arrived. It was something I wanted to do and <laughs> I only had like a day left and I spent like half the day sleeping. So I was like, you know what? You're doing it. So oh I just God. did. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, that's my story. I love that. Yeah. I mean, not concentration camps, obviously. I don't love those. Well, but... it was an educational experience. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, did you, like, after your first time, did you have this sort of, like, feeling of, like, ah, oh, I, I know something I didn't know before? Not at all. Not at all. You, not you were like, I am literally the fucking same. Yeah, yeah, I am the exact same person. There, yeah. Like, sex has never been something to me that it's like, oh, it's so important, like, I didn't sleep with someone I cared about. I slept with some dude whose name I don't know. Like, may or may not be Liam from Oasis. Well, it, he's definitely not from Oasis. Okay. But like, <laughs> like, he was Australian. Right. That's why his bratwurst was Australian. Obviously. Exactly. I, I did pull that together. I like your title. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Because I think for me, like, after that, it wasn't so much like I woke up the next day and I was like, oh, I'm a man now. I have achieved it. Um... I mean, I'd achieved three seconds of it, so, like, don't get crazy anyway. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> I think, for me, it was more like, over time, I started to realize the difference. Like, the more, the further away I got from that moment, and the more sex I had, the more you do see that there is a difference. I don't, maybe you haven't mm -hmm. picked up on this, but, like, when you're talking to someone who hasn't fucked someone, or been fucked by someone, there is an energy that is kind of different. I don't know. Like, there's, there's something, like, uptight about that kind of person. 
Do you know what I mean? I never felt that about me, but I know okay. what you're talking about with some people mm-hmm. when I talk to them. Like, I've always been horny. Like, <laughs> I've always been right. horny, and I figured out masturbation real young. So, oh, okay. Like, that stuff never was... Like, I have fingered myself many times before that man fingered me in the gotcha. alley. So You were like, do you want me to do it? I can do it faster. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, gotcha. for me, it was more of the thought process of, oh, I'm... That's done now. Okay. Right. Now it's not. Well, you're lucky too because, time. you know, there's some people I know um, who are like virgins well into their late 20s. Mm-hmm. And for them now, it's such a, it's a weight because oh, like, yeah. you know, there's, I think at that point you kind of have to disclose that. Yes, you do. But like at the same time, suddenly now you've given it such weight that you can't get around it. Like you it kind of has to be this really beautiful, meaningful thing. And the truth is... It never will be. Like, it, like <laughs> if... Listeners, if you have had a first-time moment that was transcendent, I need you to email me immediately about that. Yes, <laughs> yes. And that must, story must be shared. Yeah, because that's not real. Mm-hmm. I will pick that shit apart like the Virgin Mary's birth, okay? Like, <laughs> no man. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's another story. But no, I, I, it's interesting because I, I do think, I don't know, there's, there was this weird pressure I remember feeling about being a virgin, especially like entering university. Okay. It didn't really hit me, like maybe, maybe this did, did you ever feel the weight of your virginity while going through high school? No, I hated Sudbury. I hated <laughs> gotcha. Sudbury. Like okay. the idea of fucking a Sudburyan was like, I don't want anything to tie me down to that shit place. So gotcha. no. Uh, for those listening, Sudbury is a town in middle Ontario, like mostly northern Ontario. It's technically northern Ontario. It's like four hours north of Toronto. Yeah, and it's um, actually it's real redneck. That's weird. My redneck. my Frank from my story is from Sudbury. No way. Yeah, get out of town. Uh, Sudbury circles. <laughs> oh god, that's like the saddest circle jerk I've ever heard of. <laughs> The Sudbury Circle. Well, like, if we're going Circle Jerk and Sudbury, it wouldn't be a Circle Jerk. It would be a triangle. (laughs) (laughs) Aw, I'm still sad about that. (laughs) Amazing. Well, I love that story. Um, When you finally got to poo, how did it feel? I have zero memory of it. (laughs) Did you, like, did you get all the way to the hostel to poo, or did you, like, poo en route? Oh, I definitely pooed at the hostel. Like really? It definitely would have been at the hospital. And Jesus. I don't remember if it was before falling asleep or after falling asleep. You did not wait. Probably. Oh my god. Like, in all likelihood, it was asleep because the sleep took priority because I was exhausted. Right. Because you just taken a dick two times. And exactly. That's a lot. And, like, shared a twin bed with a dude. <laughs> <laughs> Poking your butthole with his dick all night. Exactly. That was busy. That was that very was, That busy. was engaged. Very busy. A full clench. Yes. yes. Huh. I do have questions now about like this like nervous pooing situation. We can go down this road if you want. <laughs> like, okay. Do you continue, like, you, do you eat normally during these like no poo yeah. periods? Like regular intake. Okay. Once I do poo, it's like I poo like four times in the day. Like, the <laughs> right. Day once, the, once the floodgates open, it's like a. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's, it's a real journey. Real floodgate happening. <laughs> but it's always really healthy. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? We all know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's girthy? No, 
like it's not runny. Oh, okay. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's a <laughs> lifelong struggle. Right. So you get it, but like you get a firm, like tightly coiled poo, yeah. perfectly executed. Yeah. That's honestly, I wish for that. My poo situation, it fluctuates. Okay. I, uh, I had a really good run recently where I was like, I think about six months where I was just like, yeah, solid poos this whole time. Mm-hmm. And then it all falls apart. Literally. It just, I get these like, I don't know, not even like rabbit turd pellets, but just like, oh, I know what you're like talking a really about. like not sexy, loose stool. Not satisfying. Yeah. So six months of solid pooing, it is an achievement. <laughs> it's like this thing that no one ever talks about, but when your poos aren't right, your whole day is off. <laughs> your whole day is wrong. Yeah, it's just, it's chaos. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the worst. But if you can just have your regular poo at the regular time of the regular consistency, mm-hmm. honestly, it holds your shit together in a lot of ways. <laughs> puns fully intended? Yeah. Like... I didn't, I, I'm bad at puns. Like, they just kind of happen by accident. But I heard that one, so that's, I'm, I'm already ahead of the game here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a weird fun fact about me. I, honestly, I'm really, I'm really happy. I know that now. <laughs> well, you huh. now know that if you ever have me as a house guest at your house, I will not be pooing. <laughs> yeah, the only times I can think of that I've like pooed at like the first time at someone's house was when it was like surprise, bitch. You know what I mean? No, when, I don't. Oh. <laughs> But like when, when like you, like you were feeling a little gassy when you left the house, but you're like, oh, it's okay, it's just gas, it's fine. And then you get to this party and you're like, oh, that, I don't, I don't know if this is gas anymore. So you're like, we might be in the danger zone. And then you go to the washroom and you're like, okay, we're gonna, like, we're gonna unclench just like a little bit just to see what happens. And then it's just like, And the toilet's plugged. I haven't plugged the toilet. That wasn't mine yet. (laughs) (laughs) That has literally never happened to me because I'll just be gassy all night. Like my body will (laughs) not allow that to happen. (laughs) Gotcha. It's just like, we got to get this air out of here. Yes. We're going to line this nice poo up for later. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to get home in within 35 seconds of the most glorious poo. So, <laughs> the next time you fucked after your first time, mm-hmm. or the next couple times, did you find that, like, <laughs> you didn't notice the poo sensation, or did, like, was that the one time you're like, oh, fucking makes me poo? Um, yeah, so it was, like, almost a full year before I had sex again after that. Okay. And then after that, it was this, this man with the name of Chad. You fucked a Chad for a long time. Okay. Yeah, and it took me. I know a that sounds like judgment. No, but... it took me a long time to get over his name, <laughs> and I was like, "You're a Chad." And there's this saying in Sudbury: people like Chads and Britneys, which are like basic bitches. And like, okay. so it took me forever just to get over his name, but I eventually <laughs> did. But the sex with him was insane because we didn't live in the same city. And when we got together and we're like, it's happening. Like, Mm. I just opened the door in my underwear and it was on. Shit, girl. Mm -hmm. So 
to circle back though. No, no poo feeling. No poo feeling. No. <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah. Has have you ever fucked since where you're, you've had that poo feeling, or was that really the one time? <laughs> the first time someone stuck a finger up my butt, I oh. may have like thought, oh, do I have that? Oh, that, maybe not. That's a thing you need to know about in advance. Dude did not give me a warning. That's a whole other story. <laughs> that's a pretty funny story, but like, it's a whole other like, story. What? What? I, <sighs> this is the straight dude shit. What is with straight men? Like, I get it. You want to put your dick in a butt. I, as, a, as a gay guy, I really get it. As a gay top, I especially get it. Mm -hmm. But like... <laughs> How do they not know that you have to, one, warm that shit up, and two, like, warn a bitch? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Is there I not like a PSA? I really don't know. I will say <laughs> that since the whole Me Too movement has become a thing, mm -hmm. it's actually something that I've noticed. Men are more like, am I allowed to do this? Oh, yeah, for real? Yeah, for real. It's oh. been like a, a noticeable change. Because other times okay. it has to be either like a, that's okay or nope. Gotcha. Like, and that's you. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Mm -hmm. That's kind of cool that it's yeah. like at least had some some kind of impact. Exactly. And that's I will wild. say when I've gone younger than I am, mm -hmm. they're far more into the consent thing than the older ones. That is, honestly, that's not the first time I've heard that. It's also, okay, that's positive. The younger ones are getting it at least. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think the episode uh, four that aired today because we're coming from the past yeah. um yeah my friend jenya was talking about that as well like mm -hmm. how for her she's noticed if they're younger or older they're very good at like are you down with this or not but people in like our range of mm -hmm. age it's like we missed the boat on that which i think is crazy because we like the older ones didn't have real sex ed we yeah. had sex ed, but consent was never part of the conversation in that. Ever. And it was like, don't fuck, you'll get AIDS. Like, that's pretty much it. Mine was a little bit more <laughs> intense than that. <laughs> but, yeah. Like, my, my high school did, like, sex, sex and drunk day, where all classes oh. were suspended. And we went to four different courses throughout the day, where, like, one was on drugs, one was on sex, okay. one was on, like... I don't remember what they all were, but like it was a full day. And then the number of condom balloons in the hallway of the high school was insane. Yeah, obviously. Because that's, what are you going to do with that? Yeah. So like, I do remember having some pretty huh. good sex ed, but consent was still never part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mine was taught by this teacher, Mr. Babcock. Um, you're not anonymous. Sorry. <laughs> and he had this like curly mullet situation going on. And I'm just like, I can't respect you. <laughs> Like, let's just start there. But also, he was just, like, one of those dudes, like... Wait, okay, how long is the mullet? This is important. Oh, like, shoulder length. Shoulder length, curly mullet in... What was this? This would have been 2002, 2001, something like, like that. Oh, my God. Yeah. <sighs> like, I can't with her. But, like, that's a whole other thing. Anyway, so he's at the front of the class, and, like, there's the diagram of, like, a dick and of a vagina, and we're learning about, like, this is a bad stepfriend's. And this is a fallopian tube. And then, you know, <laughs> he's required to talk about, like, just, like, I don't even know how it came up, but, like, gay things came up. Uh -oh. And it was, like, in the classroom. Uh, I'm the only one, obviously. <laughs> um, at the time, I was relatively hidden. But, like, the girls knew. 
okay. <laughs> and so he's like, yeah, like, and you can also, like, do butt stuff, but, like, play safe or AIDS. Like, that's pretty much how it went. <laughs> okay. And it was horrifying. And what was crazy, so, like, a year or two after that, because I was, like, grade 9 or grade 10 or whatever, mm-hmm. um, I ended up being a, um, a student teacher, like, a peer helper or whatever, like, a senior student being a teacher's aide kind of thing. It was a course. You were a nerd. Called. Okay. Well, that and also it was an easy credit because the teacher I was paired with was like an actual friend of mine. So like, mm. it was a grade nine girls gym class that I was the TA for. And so obviously everybody knew the situation <laughs> because like the jock would never been a, would have been allowed in the grade nine girls situation. Yeah, no, there's a lot of things that sort of lined up after I left high school oh, that yeah. started making a lot of sense. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, and so what was interesting, so I wasn't allowed to be like, they were very clear, well, my teacher friend, she was like, um, I think for the health part of this, we'll have you do very little bits, but then you're going to have to like be not in the room. Cause like, that's weird. Obviously what with your penis and all, <laughs> but what was, I, I still got to watch like some of it, like the instructional parts, not, a, not the, like, I have a question about my vagina part, like not that, yeah. but, um, just watching my teacher friend, her version of teaching health to these girls was like, fucking light years ahead of Mr. Babcock. Because, like, she was just, like, let's talk about anal sex. This is how you're doing it. She's, like, rolling a condom onto her arm, and she's, like, she's doing the whole fucking thing. That is a full yes, queen. Right? And, like, I mean, I I don't know this sex ed curriculum that we're not getting now because, obviously, Doug Ford is a monster. But, um, I... I want to believe that where she was headed is like where that new curriculum is coming from because it's about consent. It's about all of the things that I think everyone does, but like without any of the shame attached to it. You know, like in that class of girls, when she was talking about butt fucking, there were like some uncomfortable like who's, but there were not like the his of the fucking dudes I was with when I went through. It. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know how we got on the topic of fucking sex ed. <laughs> There we are, ladies and gentlemen. I will tell you my most cringeworthy moment of life, which happened in grade 8 sex ed. I'm honestly Which, all of my sex ed, so I remember each sex ed class always started with my elementary school teacher saying, we're going to scream penis five times fast, and that was how we started sex ed. Amazing. To get all the giggles out. Penis, 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 penis! At 13. I get you. Yeah, it's I can amazing. barely do that without giggling now. But I was comfortable enough in this sex ed situation to put up my hand and ask the question, okay. what is a blowjob and why is it called that? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, there's no good answer for that. No, he gave me a real answer. It was a he? Yeah, oh, it was excellent. a he and well he gave done. me a real answer. And like, What was his answer? Um, His answer was... I can't tell you why it's called that because that doesn't really make sense, but it's when someone mm-hmm. puts their mouth around somebody's penis and yeah. usually sucks on it. Yeah. And like that's, he actually said like sucks him. on a penis yeah. in front of all these 13 year olds. And like I'm the like really inexperienced one because there were kids in my grade 8 class already well, having fuck. sex. Yeah. yeah. And so that's why it's the most cringeworthy moment of life. Gotcha. Like, I love that. But like, good for you. Hey. Yes, queen. It's, she, need, she needs to know. But, like, it still happens. If I walk down the street and that moment occurs to me, all of the cringe happens <laughs> to this day from thinking about that moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Well, and that's the thing. You know, that is weird. Because, obviously, with a blowjob, like, what do you, why would you blow on it? 
Like, what never we, would. That's so, well, like, I, I want to know. Listeners, if you're some sort of entomologist and you know where the term blowjob comes from, please email me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, okay, so I think we can wrap up here. Um, because like those were great stories and we went on a turd uh, tangent which I love and sex ed and somehow landed on sex ed either way you're a fucking delight did you know about that? I did and you are more of a delight (laughs) this feels like a blowjob yes it does (laughs) Um, so the way we usually wrap this thing up is we talk a little bit about like how in the next seven days you are going to bring some positivity into the universe and some joy and light into your particular corner of it. Um, so my question to you is, like, how are you going to do that moving forward? Well, my mom broke her wrist three weeks ago, mm-hmm. and so I'm going to go up to Sudbury, and I'm going to help take care of her for a couple days and cook her dinner and I be a good that. daughter. That's mm-hmm. so sweet. You're adorable. Oh, thank you. What are you going to do to make this world a better place? Oh, I hate that. Um, hmm. In the next seven days, I think I'm, like, recording four podcasts. I have like a frisbee playoff game that I have to skip work to go to and like 17 other things. Oh, and I'm also like my sister's in the province, so I have to meet her uh, and her boyfriend and her boyfriend's kid and we're going to go to the zoo. Do you know the boyfriend and the boyfriend's kid? Never met them before. Intense. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure he's lovely. Like he sounds mm-hmm. lovely and um, don't tell anyone, but he loves weed as much as I do. That's a secret. Shh. It's almost legal. It's, I mean, we're so close. It could be after October 18th when this airs. Yeah. So it, it, it could be good. Honestly, this is not illegal. No. But I'm thinking, now that I think about it, that's a great way to do the zoo. Just like a polite level of hi the whole day. Oh, that's going to be so fun. Oh my God, yes. Please say you have one of those little vape pens. I will be don't. perfect. I don't. Oh, I recently bought... <laughs> so, boyfriend Dan makes fun of me because he thinks I'm ridiculous. But I recently bought like a long pipe, like not quite a Gandalf pipe, although I was strongly considering that, like they were an option. <laughs> I got like the half Gandalf and okay. it's this like glass green pipe. And I've never felt so like professional about smoking weed before as I did when I first puffed on my Gandalf pipe. And anyway, uh, now we're talking about weed. This has been a very weird episode. <laughs> Anyway, um, so how am I going to bring light into the world? Uh, I'm going to be crazy busy. It's nonsense. But I think what I'm going to try to do is just approach that zoo day with my sister with, like, gusto and try to be, like, the most delightfully charming person I can to this small human being she's bringing with her. Um, Because, like, her boyfriend, like, fuck that guy. He'll like me. Or not. Whatever. Um, But, like, I am generally so fucking uncomfortable with children and, like, this guy's, I think he's, like, I don't know, 12, 13. I don't even know. Oh, so he's not, like, a little human. No, he's, he's not, like, like, an a, infant. He's a too cool for school kid. Yeah, so I'm going to try to be, like, on his team somehow. I don't I don't know. Maybe I won't even need to be on his team, but, like, I, I'm going to do my best to not just be, like, fuck children, you know? I'm going <laughs> to try to turn that off for at least four hours, and we'll see how it goes. Mm, I like that. Yeah. That's, that is actually a really good thing to do, and it's also... Really hard. I know, right? <laughs> oh really God, hard. kids are the worst. Yes, they are. Oh my God, they. But are. like, at least he's outside. Of, like, at that age, like I think, like as long as he can carry on a conversation, we're gonna be fine. 
it's the ones that are like too young to like chat with that I'm like I don't know what to do with you. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you a dick joke, and like being near you just makes my skin crawl. I don't know what to do. Or the five year old is just like why, why, why? Oh, I can't. I just I, kill me like, now. What do you do? <laughs> just honestly kill me now. Just okay. kill, end it. I'm done. All right. Mm -hmm. Anyway, this has been facts, fibs, and fairy tales <laughs> with your factual fairy Matt Sweet and guest factual fairy Miss Evelyn, who is fucking delightful. If you see her on the street, just say hey, how you pooping? <laughs> <laughs> on that note, thank you again, Miss Evelyn, for being here. You're magical. Cheers to you. Cheers. It's been fun. All right, and good night. Bye. Bye. <laughs> If you're looking to get a hold of the Fact Fib Fairy, you can find us on Twitter at Fact Fib Fairy, or you can go to Facebook where it's Facts, Fibs, and Fairy Tales, or Instagram where it's at Facts, Fibs, and Fairy Tales, or you can email us at Facts, Fibs, and Fairy Tales at gmail.com. And if you didn't get any of that, honestly, just send a carrier pigeon. It all works out in the end. <laughs>